You are listening to The Great Light Podcast, a resource aimed at building up the body of Christ and engaging the lost. This podcast is a production of Great Light Studios. For more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook or YouTube. If you would like to support this program and the ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so easily and securely through our website. There, you can also find both video and audio versions of the podcast. All right, well, David, thank you so much for for coming on. It's been, this has kind of been a long time coming for us to have this conversation. You're right. Thank you for having me on, Jordan. And and I'm sorry it's it's taken so long, but I I think uh, under the circumstances, you you have an idea of, of why it's taken so long. So, yeah, your story just really. Whenever I hear you talk about it, it's 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 one of those things that just continues to stir me up with some zeal and some passion to continue to do something about this group because it's 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 really heartbreaking reading through that story and seeing some of what you've experienced and and and. I don't think there's any nice way around it. The the manipulation and the the I, I feel like this group has in in large part stolen away your your child, and and as a father, I, honestly, it just makes me mad. It it, it angers me, um, and so yeah. But I I feel like you sharing your story in this way. What I hope it does is I hope it stirs up those sort of emotions in other people as they're listening, because I think more people need to be speaking out. There needs to be more done about this group. Um, and I think as you'll talk about, this this group would want to be identified and viewed and perceived as just another religious group, as just another uh, another belief system. And, and, and as you've explained to me, and as I 100% agree, it's not. It, it's much more than that. Right. Right. And you from, you know, we talked about it's taken me so long and, and, and I do as well wish that more people would, would speak out, but I also understand why they, they don't. And, you know, one of my biggest hesitations in doing this video and the reason why we have to use fictitious names and, and clad out faces is is ultimately fear. Um, and I sincerely fear, my wife does, my other kids do, losing what little relationship we have left with our, our loving, beautiful daughter. Um, I have seen from my own personal experience, uh, uh, our relationship get worse and worse over the years as we just try to talk to her um, simply about, about, you know, kind of challenging or just talking about uh, the different aspects of, of this, of this mm-hmm. church. Um, and there's, there's other reasons too. I, I, I know that people have gone through most of their life savings being sued by this organization. Um, and yeah. it, it has just devastated our lives and, and many others. And, and I finally just said, you know, I have to speak out. So, so you use the word devastation, like your, your family and others, you mentioned those that are being sued by this group, having to empty out their life savings to defend against the, the attacks uh, when somebody, certain people have spoken out. 
So people are being devastated um, by what this group does and and in your case, how it has in large part torn apart your family. And you're you're telling me that the reason, um, it's it's very interesting that, you know, um, I mentioned before, this group wants to be perceived as just another religious group, but yet you feel the need right now to hide and conceal your true identity and even to conceal certain aspects of your story out of fear of what what how that's going to affect you know further affect you with your relationship with your child but ultimately it's it's fear of what this group will do what they're capable of doing and and so that to me is very telling right sure so so in, in my own personal experience, um, over the years, I have heard firsthand um, from my daughter's recruiter, from my daughter, that if, if we don't stop asking questions or we don't stop pushing back, that, that and this is chilling, our relationship will change. I will not see you as much. And that really has, that has happened. Um, I, I know for a fact that they will either move members to another state away from their family or, or tell members that they really just shouldn't talk to their, their family anymore. And it's, it really comes down to one of the elements of, of thought reform that we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. they, the members truly believe that no one outside of the church can be trusted that especially family and friends so that, so that Satan, he's a smart guy and he, he not only works through you, Jordan, because you don't believe in the church, he mm-hmm. works especially through loved ones because they're the ones that can can influence their children and they are taught to be afraid of that and to to back away from from family that's incredibly powerful and right. and uh, sad and devastating like I said it is it is wow and like you said we'll hear more about that um, later because I know that's that's a point we wanted to touch on as far as thought reform and the way this group sure. uh, utilizes that but I think, yeah, I, what I want to do is just kind of let you share kind of your story and kind of start at the beginning. And before we do that, I just, you know, and part of, again, what the purposes of doing this, and, and I think one of my goals um, beyond just speaking out and bringing awareness of this group, and I think you would probably agree, is just I hope that this provides some sort of comfort and encouragement to other parents, to other husbands and wives, friends and family who have uh, close people in their lives that have been lost to this group as well, because that's that's a, a, a large number of people that are reaching out to us um, throughout the the years we've been doing these videos. It's that category of people who who is uh, makes up a lot of the emails, a lot of the a lot of the comments is people who have lost family and friends and, and they're you know, they, a lot of them lose hope. I think a lot of them feel at the end, they don't, they don't feel like there's any chance of things ever going back to normal with their relationships. It's, and, and again, it's causing devastation. And so 
I hope that, you know, even though uh, we may not have all the answers, we may not have all the solutions, I hope at least just by hearing your story, people are able to relate to it. And I think so many people will be able to, and that you, they find some encouragement and hope. I believe at the end of the day, there is hope. I think there's there's hope for you. And that's, you know, my my biggest desire is that you would feel, you and your family would feel hope because I, I'm confident, not just saying that, I know there's hope that this could change. And and, and I think, you know, Kelsey and others who are, who are on mm -hmm. the videos with us, these people who were in this group for decades, um, they are out and they're in the fight with us now. And so I hope that's an encouragement that even if right now we may not necessarily see the way that that's all going to unfold. Um, I believe that uh, your daughter will come out ultimately. I don't think that this is the end of, of her story. So with that said, uh, David, why don't you kind of tell us, go go back to the beginning and, and talk about what what were the events kind of that, that took place that led to your daughter joining this group? Sure. Um, absolutely. And, and, and one thing, if you don't mind, cause you've, you've touched on a lot of points already. Um, the, you know, one of the other reasons that, that I, I did this video with you is you're so open-minded as, as you know, I'm not real, um, uh, religious, but you were still very welcoming to me coming on. And I've watched your, your, uh, uh, your exegesis, if I've got that word correctly, and been um, very, very encouraged by it. But one of the biggest reasons I did this is because inadvertently, when we invite these kind of people on, and they they're good people, they mm -hmm. believe 100% in what they're doing. Um, but they are truly, sadly, victims of a very, very powerful uh, uh, undue influence thought reform force that, that has been going on for a thousand years. So it's been refined and it's been perfected. And uh, that's, that's sad. But when right. we give them a platform, um, we overlook really what they're capable of and, and right. the bad stuff that they can do. And that's, that's what I'm, my story is going to reflect really how thought reform and undue influence and how all this devastation happens. And they don't, they don't see any of it. And I, I did see a, they're oblivious of it. And even if they realize it, like one of the uh, gentlemen that spoke on your video, uh, you or someone else cornered him on a doctrinal kind of statement. And he said something very telling. He said, I, I really don't care if you're right. It doesn't matter because I'm happy. That right. is coming from a person who has, is now blindly accepting yes. everything that he is told. And, and that's the kind of the, the, the story of the rabbit hole that, that my daughter uh, the, the daughter went down. So, yep. so sure. So, um, so go ahead if you want to. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, I think that's an excellent point. And, and what, for those of you who aren't aware what, um, David is, is referring to right now is, is if you haven't seen it, we just recently did a five hour long live stream, uh, that was intended to be a Q and a 
where we would, uh, I had Jeremy Burgos and Kelsey Wells, both former members um, of the WMSCOG who came on with me. We were just gonna answer some questions we've been getting in emails and comments. Um, it turned out that a couple current um, active members of the WMSCOG came into the, the live comment section and they started asking to join the conversation. And so we jumped on that and that's something we were, were you know, constantly kind of hoping for is to be able to have actual dialogue with members. So they came on, we had sort of a discussion, more of a duh, pretty intense debate at times. Um, and so that's something you can go watch if you're interested in that on our channel. But David, what you're saying is that it's a bit concerning to you to give members like this a platform to speak. And, um, and, and I think I agree to an extent, I think, Something that was unfortunate is it was, it was pretty hard with is somewhat of a chaotic conversation. So I didn't have the opportunity to reply to everything that I, I wanted to. And one of the things that stuck out to me that was just really eating at me that I just it was really difficult and frustrating that I didn't get a chance to respond to it was um, one of the members continued to to kind of, again, present the WMSCOG and his beliefs as if it's just another religion and kind of like, well, I believe this, you believe that, that's okay. We're all, we're all, uh, you know, we're all just trying to find the truth. And there's so much that can be said about that. There's so much that is wrong about that statement. There's so yes. much that is, yes. I think, dangerous. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's, as I do those videos, I do want to give them an opportunity to share, but I think, I think, unless I'm prepared to explain why, why they're wrong, honestly, that might sound harsh, but I think at the end of the day, their belief system is ultimately structured on deceit, manipulation, terrible exegesis and interpretation of scripture. And so, yeah, I do think there's, there's a certain aspect where it would be dangerous to just present it as if they're just another, right. another religious group that's I okay. I, I completely agree. I don't think it's harsh at all. I, I think saying it another way, if my, my favorite um, uh, psychologist in this regard is, is Robert Lifton. And if you haven't, he has the eight criteria for thought reform that specifically deals with high demand religions, which is very mm -hmm. different from, from the, the kind of uh, doctrine that you're preaching. But the, boiling it down, is religion to them is just one of many tools right. they use to control people. And, and that's another reason I'm on with you. You don't want to control anybody. You have a very difficult time saying, hey, can you throw me, can you throw me 10 bucks to support my website? You're very open-minded. Um, they are the absolute antithesis of that. And, and you'll see all these forms of thought control in in my story of uh, of how my daughter got involved when when uh, when we started so yeah good well yeah well with that all that said why don't you okay. go ahead and jump into sure. your story and share kind of how this all played out sure sure okay so um very if there is such a thing as a normal family very normal family uh a uh, few kids uh great great wife, uh, uh, idyllic family upbringing. Um, my daughter was this pretty normal kid, smart, um, very physically active, uh, a real searcher 
almost uh, <laughs> almost too much of a well, not too much, but very goody two shoes. She really wanted to do good in in, in the world. Um, so uh, she was on a partial scholarship at a very prestigious university that that you would recognize, um, and uh, went to a a, a Christian uh, uh, high school and came home one day, I think she was a, a sophomore or a freshman and said, Hey, I've been going to this Bible study with a friend. Um, and we were like, great. That's, that's wonderful. Love it. You know, you, there's, there's a, a lot of worse things you could be doing and we were happy. And then soon after she, she began asking us to to come, and um, she started to say things. And the the ex members will will know this right off the bat. Like uh, the church really knows the Bible well. Um, no one else has been able to give me any answers but them. Um, when we heard this, we were actually very excited, as you know. As well as anybody, the Bible's really tough to understand. Um, it, it can be interpreted in many ways. So mm-hmm. we were genuinely excited to to go with her. Um, so over the next couple of months, we attended, uh, I think it was four Bible studies with their local pastor, deacon, or whatever they call it. Um, and we were kind of immediately surprised. They were all private. Um, held with my daughter and the pastor and my wife and I. And each of the studies ended up being um, two to three hours long. Most of them were three hours long, which was amazing. Um, So that that immediately um, we started to see some I'll call them yellow flags, not kind of red yet. Um, but uh, the the pastor was very friendly, um, very humble acting. Um, but that almost immediately started to change once we got in the private room. Um, and, and these are direct quotes, him looking me right in the eye and saying, Things like, we are the fastest growing church in the world, which immediately, that's kind of concerning. Um, Then he went on and he said, uh, all other religions are blasphemers and heretics. Our mission is to prove all other religions false. But we were absolutely humble and, and, and tolerant. And these are these are so, actual quotes you're reading right now. The, these are him looking me right in the eyes and saying this face to face in a in a you know room size of a small office, and that's when I started going, "Wow, you know th- these these guys are really believe in what they're doing." And immediately I was like, "Well, how can you?" And I thought to myself, how can your mission be to prove all other religions false, but in the same sentence almost, you're saying that we're humble and tolerant of of mm-hmm. all other religions. So as right. I go on, we started to realize that there was a lot of deception going on. There was a, a lot of just outright lies going on. So so the, the first study then he started into, and it was the study 
of um, male and female. So it started mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you have to have to have kids, you have to have a male and you have to have a female. So it was kind of setting us up for the whole mother God thing. But he, he didn't mention that at all. Um, so he went through this whole big diatribe of you have to have a mother to have a, a, a father and a mother and all this sort of stuff. And right. um, we left, we left. And the thing was, he jumped around in the Bible from verse to verse, from book to book. We couldn't keep up. He was, it was very confusing, yeah. very disoriented. And we, we left uh, very confused and concerned, but still very open-minded. We were like, yes, we want to come back. Um, and we left and went home. And I looked up the name of this church. And that's when the yellow flag started to turn to red but we were still open-minded. So, um, uh, so I, I asked my daughter a, a week later, who, you know, who's this mother God? And is she actually alive and living in Korea? And she wouldn't comment. She, the only thing she said was, wow, you did some research online, didn't you? And I said, yes, I did. Why not? Um, we went back to our second, uh, uh, Bible study. And the first thing the pastor said was, listen, if you have any questions about our church, don't go on the internet. Just come and ask me. Verbatim, face to face. You know, that's exactly what, what he said. It's almost creepy. Um, it is almost creepy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and then uh, after the, you know, during the second three hour study, um, he started to go to a different level, saying that that only the World Mission Society Church of God knows the perfect truth about how to interpret the Bible and about how to uh, be saved. So any other church, this is what he was getting to, any other church, you're, you're going to, to hell. Um, and it went further. And this is absolutely 100% true. The Pope is the Antichrist. Um, all pastors in other religions um, are of Satan. Mm. That, that includes you, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyone, including family and friends who do not get baptized, are influenced by Satan and, and cannot be trusted. And that's right in their one of their books. Um, so, and he, he wasn't he kind of took the the gloves off. Um, mm -hmm. At the at the end, um, he started to say, "You really need to hurry up and get baptized because time is running out." And he did the study of the uh, the different uh, periods in time and, and showed us that you know we were in the last days. Time is running out, so you better get baptized fast. Um, because only we, the gate is narrow, only we will go to heaven. And Jordan, these are absolutely verbatim. Um, when, when I really started to kind of give him the face is, is when he said, uh, we were talking about Christmas. And he said, wrote on the chalkboard, Santa equals Satan. 
because you can spell it in, in that way. And I, I look at him and I go, are you kidding me? Um, and he, you know, said, no, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Um, it, it just, it just kind of deteriorated. I started asking him about what was on the internet. And he said, anyone who says anything bad about our church, they're all liars. Um, and, you know, it just, we left that one going, uh-oh, what we didn't realize is, and this is just foreshadowing, but she was already so caught up in this that, that there was nothing we could do. We just didn't even, we didn't even realize it yet. Um, we went back for another study and asked, hey, listen, you've really got to go over everything you've gone over to date because it's very confusing. It doesn't make sense. Um, and he did, but he was visibly frustrated. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we, you know, we started to ask some, some questions, uh, you know, that, that he really couldn't answer or didn't do a very good job it, answering. And, and, and I'm not a Bible expert at all. Right. Well, it, it's, it's something where you see that they are taught spe very specific studies and they're, they're, they're very well trained at those studies. So they know how to do their right. specific studies as long as their structure of, of this verse follows this verse. And then after that verse, we go to this verse. And after that, we go to this and voila, we have our doctrines. Right. They are very good at that because they practice it. They they have, you know, I think they call Elohim Academy or, or something like that, where they, right. they have right. groups that they they help each other train, they practice. And so I yeah, I've I've definitely noticed that in my own discussions with them that when you when they're in the middle of that, when they're in the middle of one of their their lessons, and if you interject a question, if you interpose something that doesn't make sense, it it visibly frustrates them. They don't. They don't know how to handle yes. that because they're they're so trained to just go through this this teaching and expect that those who you're teaching it to are just going to kind of take it hook line sinker. And so when that doesn't happen, right. they it, yeah, like you That's said, they get visibly That's frustrated. That, that, I see. I saw that just just before my own eyes. And what was worse was was my. My daughter, who was always very inquisitive and and actually got in trouble for school for asking too much questions, too many questions, was just nodding and making faces at me when I asked these these questions. It was I could see the what Kelsey and what Jeremy and the others say. They really discourage asking asking questions. So that we left that meeting and. And both my wife and I feigned interest, but we were we were frightened. Um, uh, and that's when she would come over. She used to come over all the time, and we would try to talk to her about, you know, hey, listen, I, I found this on the internet. What do you think? Um, you know, let, why don't you just take a break and so on and so forth. And to our astonishment. Um, she became uh, 
increasingly defiant and argumentative with our entire family, um, saying that 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 every piece of advice you give me is wrong. I I can't trust you anymore. You don't know what you're talking about. And this is like a hundred percent different than they just changed. And you can start. Yeah. And I now I realize that she was being indoctrinated and taught not to trust her her family. Hmm. So um, and then if I did make a good point, uh, you could see that 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 conflict, that cognitive dissonance. Um, she would she would get angry and she would cry um and then go back after the next day and i still see this uh mm. you could tell that she had worked with her her pastor and stuff like that to to figure it out and come back and be just as defiant and you you know she was she was being totally controlled you use the the you kind of described it before we, we started today, as we were talking before, that that she would go away when you'd present things that were obviously difficult for her, that were really challenging her thinking. She would go away and kind of recharge her batteries is the way you described it. And uh, right, she would kind of right. go to the WMSCOG because yeah. you facts, <laughs> facts were draining the battery and she had to go get refilled with with kind of the manipulation and the the deception again kind of get a, a refill of that yep and that's that's exactly what happened and that's kind of what i see to a lesser extent with people that are in longer like the people that you were talking to during your your last video um they they'll push back a little bit but when they get cornered um they simply just stop and and they block it all out and they say something like, I don't care what you say, I'm happy. And that's, that is the, the sad but dangerous thing. Um, because, well, I'll tell you, what happened was, at that point, we were desperate. And we went on and we started contacting um, several of the top uh, uh, psychologists in the, in the, uh, in the world um, uh, on, on cults. Um, and that's when the bottom dropped out. Every one of them said the same thing. Do whatever it takes to get her away from that group as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, this is a dangerous and especially challenging group to deal with. And, and from that time on, everything that they told us um, happened. It was it was like a prophecy that really really came came true. And that yeah. was that was sad. Then we started to realize that this was a really uh, insidious, high demand religion. Um, she, she her behavior We didn't say anything to her. Um, she stopped going on any vacations. We used to go all over the place. Um, she stopped part participating in all of her favorite hobbies, um, which she had several deep hobbies. Um, and, and what she would say was, uh, you know, I, I have to stay close to the church because there are souls to save. Mm. And if I go on vacation with you for a few days, that means I might let a soul go. I can't do that. And, and that just 
escalated our our fear and our our desperation. Um, she started going to church on Saturday and would say, I'm only going on Saturday. What's the big deal? Uh, it would be all day. But then she started to go on Friday, then Tuesday, then Sunday, then Wednesday. And then it was four o'clock a.m. She would wake up and go to church and she would come home at 11 at night. Um, we went from seeing her four times a week to maybe once a month. Uh, and this happened within a, a, a two month period. It was just in a, in a blink of our eyes and in, in hindsight. Um, and it just got, got worse from there. Anytime we tried to question her, she would say, come into the church, come into the, you got to come into the church. Yeah. Um, uh, Anytime I would show her something from the examining site or from one of the Korean lawsuits, um, she wouldn't even look at it. She would just say, oh, it's all lies. And I saw this in, in your other video as well, when the gentleman said, oh, I've been on the website right. and I've looked through the website. But when someone asked, what did you look at and when? He, his reply was, oh, I can't remember what I looked at. And this was years ago. So this is, they'll, this is what my daughter does. Oh, I've, I've read all the books you have and more, dad. And then I'll say, give me an example of one of them that is not a World Mission Society book. And she can't do it. Yeah. So it's very obvious that, that they, they just... They're paying lip service, but they don't do any real uh, research. So, and um, isn't isn't that I know it might be jumping ahead a little bit, but isn't isn't that a distinguishing mark of? I mean, we could say a cult. We know what the reply to calling them a cult would be. It'd just be to call every other group a cult. But so yes, yes it's a distinguishing mark of a cult, but more than that, a distinguishing mark of brain control and. and uh, you know, some of these right. things that we're going to get into, I, I think here in, in a minute. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, we are discussing um, many of the elements of, of thought reform right now. We're just not explaining the words and the definitions and things right. like that. I, I, I thought about getting into that, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole uh -huh. nother animal, but yes, yeah. every, there's at least, 10 different elements of thought reform going on right now. And it mm -hmm. is real and it is powerful. Um, and, and that's, you know, just, just been our, our, our absolute experience in this whole thing. So, um, so I, I'll just, I'll just kind of continue with, with the, the, the story. Um, uh, you know, because it just continues to get worse. Um, on Thanksgiving, she came home and said, uh, and, th and this is, keep in mind, this is a tolerant religion. She came home and said, you know, if, if anybody says a prayer at the table, I can't eat. And we're like, what? Uh, I just won't eat. I'll just walk out of the room. I'm like, okay, but aren't you tolerant of all religions? And she's like, yeah, but I just won't eat. 
so we, we did a, a silent prayer mm-hmm. that was, and then Christmas, um, she came home and we had a Christmas tree up and decorations and she blew a gasket and screamed at us and said, don't you realize that you are going to hell for doing this, which was amazing to us. Um, uh, and of course we got in a fight and she left in a, in a huff, but we took all the Christmas decorations down. Um, so, you know, what was happening was that, you know, we had nurtured this beautiful young lady for 20 years and, and she was turning against us, uh, and toward people that she barely even knew. And it, and it all, all it, to, to me, it's amazing to think about, but once you understand the, the elements of, of thought reform, it, it makes, it makes sense. She was, she was turning against us because she believed that we were influenced by, uh, Satan. Um, so at that point we, we hired, um, we went through a couple of different cult experts and, uh, very educated, very knowledgeable teams of, of people, you know, they'd have a guy like you that was an, uh, more of an expert in, in the Bible, uh, uh, an ex member that was there. And then the, the, the main psychologist, um, and it was helpful, but going through the entire process at the end of the process, which, which ultimately failed, um, even the, the top guy said, you know, David, I am sorry, but we were wholly unprepared for how well they prepared themselves mm-hmm. um, uh, to, to deal with, uh, you know, cult experts and, and people trying to, to, you know, get them out of this of this group. So they were they were prepared. They were three steps ahead of us. Every time we tried something, um, and we now know that that through talking to Kelsey and Jordan and some of the others, that as soon as you're baptized, you're you're brought to a class, and and they say, okay, here's the type of people you have to watch out for. They have videos on that subject, and they prepare them, um, you know, to be to be talked about. So, and let me, let me stop you right there. Cause I think that what mm-hmm. you just said is, is something that needs to be reset and reemphasized that you, you had these leading cult experts um, with these different uh, people involved in that. And they, they were surprised and unprepared for how well-trained and how well-prepared this group is for, any sort of opposition. And I'm repeating that to say, I hope people listening will wake up a bit. Those, and I know everybody's not necessarily called or, or, or should necessarily get involved to the extent that somebody like I am, um, or even that you are, but this, this group is growing. This group is evangelizing passionately on the streets um, every Saturday, every Sunday, and probably days between. And they, there has to be awareness brought to people. Uh, people need to know about this. And I think 
I would hope more people start to speak out and to do something about it. And if what you just said isn't convincing enough to to show that that's the that's the case, then then I don't know what is because that that's that's kind of scary to to hear that to hear that coming from from these cult experts who deal with all sorts of crazy groups with crazy doctrines with you know with members who have been manipulated and for them to to look at this one and and say they they were unprepared for it that's kind of a scary reality that i hope wakes people up a little bit that that was scary it actually gets worse but and i'll reiterate one thing when when they said this was multiple probably four different ones they said the world mission society church of god is one of the most difficult to deal with and their their first advice was get her out any way you can and do it now because once they get in and they get fully indoctrinated um it's extremely difficult to to get them out um and you know the 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 thing that you just mentioned about they're growing and evolving is is another very well proven element of thought reform and and the robert lifton's element they they change when they see the controversy and the pushback coming they get in there and they figure out how to get around it um and they've done it in in many ways from from reaching out and having these little public uh, cleanups that cost them no money and they advertise it in the paper and on the TV. Um, uh, they, they have family days where they're told you got to go see your family because we're getting a bad rap, you know, with families. And it's, yeah, that's the, that's the sad part, but they, they evolve. So, so, um, so they kind of, the, the, beginning of the end for for us was we had a couple of failed intervention attempts and <clears throat> on the day after christmas uh she was home from college and i had we had prepared a, a, a some documents and things like that and to talk to her about and, and we she woke up and said and we said hey can we talk about this? We really, we love you. We care about you. Um, we want to talk about the World Mission Society Church of God. Bam. She walked upstairs and and within 60 seconds walked down with her bag of clothes. She had already had her bags packed and ran out the door and ran away from home. Uh, and and ran to the the church, and and that was that was really the beginning of the end, and that was the one of the final shocks. Um, <clears throat> we we later got a call from the the pastor. Hey, listen, I've, you know I've got a, a a girl here who is you know very upset and distraught and and crying. What what have you what have you done? And that started our conflict with with the pastor Mm -hmm. um and he he said he said well if you want to see her you have to come to the church and you have to listen to you know another another bible study that was the ultimatum um which we did and 
So let about go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry that that to me is. I mean, it, that sounds like a hostage situation to me more it's than blackmail. A, Absolutely yeah. blackmail. Yep. So yep. Are, is, is that another example of, of something, maybe not necessarily verbatim, but you're telling me he was on the phone with you telling you, if you want to see your child again, you have to come to our Bible study. And, and maybe he wouldn't have said this, uh, this specifically, but ultimately it would be, you know, unless you embrace, unless you embrace what we're going to tell you at this Bible study, it, it, things aren't going to look good for you and your relationship with your daughter. Right. So he knew he right. had this, he right. had this hold over you. He had this position leverage. now of leverage over you. Right. Com complete leverage. And, and here's the thing, uh, um, you know, we've talked about this. I, I'm really not, not convinced about the whole religion thing, but I truly want to believe. And, and I hmm. told him this, flat out I, prove to me you know bring me into your your flock and I, I think he was still partly holding on to that but you're right he had ultimate absolute leverage over our family with with our daughter so we went in and i will say this we didn't make it through the whole bible study this time um uh and i asked i just flat out said because even up to this uh Eight hours of Bible study up until this point, and never once did he mention that there was a mother God hmm. or that the mother God was alive. And and I, I finally had to ask him, is what do you is there a is there a God the mother? Yes. And and I said, Well, we'll prove it. Show it to me in the Bible. There are, I had counted at this point, there are whatever 1300 references to god in the bible god the father there are 400 references to jesus but if you do a simple search there are zero references to god the mother and um and that's it just kind of blew up my wife was upset mm -hmm. um we told him that we didn't believe and told him really what we thought and got up left my daughter stayed and said, wow, um, oh, let me back up. We were so desperate that we said, listen, honey, at this point, we think your decision-making process is, is broken down a bit. And if you're going to behave like this, we can't in good conscience continue to pay for your, your college if you're just not going to even have the most basic of of loving discussions with your parents who have, have raised you for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And it was instant. Oh, I'll get a job. And um, a week later, she dropped out of college. Uh, I had some terse emails with the pastor who said, I'm going to get her in another local college. You know, you just wait and see. You're a terrible human. You're a terrible father. Uh, your 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 wife is terrible. Your whole family is terrible. Um, uh, you have destroyed this this young lady's mind and taken everything from her. Was was just as nasty as you could ever be. Um, 
And that's, that's pretty much when we realized that it was over. We, we, we had, you know, we had, we had lost. So, um, wow. So that's, yeah, that's kind of the, that was, like I said, that was pretty much the, uh, the, the end. Um, you know, wow. t- today, I don't know, you know, there were other things happened. So his, her, her local college, um, kicked the group off campus and they came back two or three times to the point where they were calling me going, Hey, you know, your, your daughter and her friends are sneaking around campus, staying kind of off to the side of the local, uh, uh, church they have on, on campus mm-hmm. and waiting till people leave and and hitting them up right there and i yeah yes yes and uh you know that's we found out that that's what they they do um uh and they it's a you can we can go through undue influence all day long um uh all the aspects are used they they will Mm -hmm. they will lie they will uh, uh restructure their own memories um to, to tell you how miserable their lives were um, and how beautiful they are now. And it's all to convince you to, you know, step up and get baptized. Um, right. So, so, wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. intense. And that's, um, you know, the, the way the pastor handled that, this is somebody who is, according to them supposed to be, you know, kind of the leader within this group, the example, the one, the one who has the truth, who knows the truth about God and is teaching it to others. And the way he treated you, it sounds like in that conversation, even, even if, you know, perhaps I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of, of him being sincerely convinced that he's, he was, you know, that, that this is the truth that he has the right thing, but, it sounds like the complete and total lack of any sympathy or any sort of uh, compassion or empathy toward you and your wife and what this was like for you. Again, like you keep uh, emphasizing, they were taking away your child who you, you had loved, you had taken care of for 20 years and turning her against you. And, and for them to not show any sort of empathy. Um, I mean, for, for one thing, what that tells me is, is that's just another piece of, of evidence that this group cannot be put in the category with, with, with another religious group like Protestant Christianity. Um, because the thought yes. that, the, you know, I think if any pastor in any sort of respectable church acted that way, uh, probably in many cases he'd be fired or severely right, reprimanded right. Or, 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 you know, put on a leave of absence or something. Um, so that, that to me is just shocking. And, and I think that's, that's one of the key things actually, as I was reading through your story this morning, that, that really got me stirred up. And, 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 and again, I, I, I want to give, you know, I, I believe that for the most part, a lot of these pastors and members, they do believe that, that this is the truth. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But it's it's crazy to me that they can't see that the natural natural ability to 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 have and feel empathy for another human being, the 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 indoctrination of of their perception of what you are that to them you have been demonized. You and your wife, you've been demonized. You've been uh, uh, called all these different things. You are of the devil. You're deceived. You're blind. All these things, and so that when they look at you. Because of that sort of indoctrination, I think that's probably at the heart of what it just made them completely almost robotic in their ability to have yes. any sort of human empathy toward you and what you guys were feeling in that situation. Yeah. And that's robotic is a good way to put it. And that's the, the sad realization that, that, you know, my relationship, our relationship with our daughter today is almost robotic. It's very, very strange to talk to someone that you've raised and loved uh, for, for 20 years and have them walk through the door and you can see it on her face that she's like kind of nervous, you know, that, that right. she's like, oh my gosh, is Satan going to jump out and that sort of thing. And to your point about the pastor, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you another example that, that, that happened that I, during this entire process, I, you and I are a lot of like, we question everything and we always, I see you second guessing yourself all the time and I love it. I am the same way. I second guess myself all the way through this. And one of the things that the pastor said was, you know, why can't you just be supportive of your daughter like a, a normal good parent would and like all the other parents of kids in the World Mission Society Church of God are. And I thought, wow, that's a that's a good point. And I and um I went out and I said, okay, I'm gonna find out what parents, other parents feel like. And I I I have a research knack and I was able to she was now living with three or four other people in a one bedroom apartment, um, which is very common. And they, they definitely isolated her completely. Uh, and I found out her roommates names and I researched and, and called her their parents. And this was flabbergasting and, and, and frightening to me. Every, not just one or two of the parents, every one of the, the four, actually it was five because there was a, another one, the five parents I called all said the same thing. Um, no, we do not like the group. Uh, yes, we believe it is a, a, a bad organization, but we are we are afraid to do anything because we will, we will, um, uh, our, our, our daughters will end our relationships with us. So mm. we just, we just either give up or, or we tolerate it. Um, and that's what, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to speak out because so many people have just given up and said, you know, this is too emotionally draining. It's, it, it just crushes our soul every day. So we just have to move on with our lives. And that is exactly what the World Mission Society Church of God wants to happen. Wants. They want people to give yeah. up so they can they can completely control 
um, people's lives. Wow. That so. is, uh, that is intense and, and disturbing. And so, you know, we, we've talked about how we don't think it's, it's safe or right to allow this group to kind of categorize themselves as just another group. And so I'm curious, as you've kind of experienced this yourself, as you've done research, as you've thought through these things, I wonder from your, your perception, how do you see this group being different than um, more, more of a, I guess, I guess as an example would be like a, a belief system that I hold to, a, you know, a, more of a Protestant um, historical Christian uh, Christianity sort of perspective when you, when you, you know, obviously the WMSCOG is claiming to be Christianity. It's claiming to be the truth right. and the ultimate uh, way to, to understand Christianity. But from your percep, again, from your perception, your experience, what differences do you see between the two? Sure. Sure. So um, it, it, that, that really, and I'm going to encourage you and your listeners to, to go and look up uh, Robert Lifton's eight criteria for thought reform. Um, because like I had mentioned before, that really deals with high demand religion. And that, in essence, is the difference between the World Mission Society and what, what you believe. Um, you are very open you're you're very questioning you and i have talked about everything including uh agnosticism and and atheism and i i um and i know you've had people like that on your on your uh talks before um uh and and you you don't use anything in christianity as as leverage um that that is, I think, the key that I mentioned before. The World Mission Society, Church of God, they they use religion as a tool. It's a tool, just like isolation is, um, just like uh, the the what they do when they they take it to another God to another level. Your God, Jordan. Uh, is is out there somewhere. Jesus was around 2,000 years ago. Their God is better than yours because their God is actually alive and, and living in Korea. So so just think about it from the perspective of if you really believe that, you know, Jesus has come back and he was your wingman on this show, that that's, that's going to be pretty mm-hmm. in, impactful. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's a, a, another way that they can just say, hey, we got it right because our God is actually alive and living. Um, uh, so, you know, there, there's, there's many different criteria, but all the stuff Steve Hassan is another great kind of resource. Um, control of, of communication. So when my daughter left for the first time, I was arguing with her in the parking lot and she was literally on the phone with her pastor who was telling her what to say to me as as I was just trying pleading with her to come back. Um, And you could just, she was just parroting what the pastor said. Um, Control of environment. 
She has no interaction other than her job. She has no interaction with anyone outside the church. She lives with the church. She, when she comes over to the house, she literally can't talk about anything other than her job outside of the, outside of the church because she doesn't have anything else to talk to. Um, information control is, is a, a huge one. Um, that was very evident when we went through eight hours of Bible study and they didn't tell us anything about mother, mother God. Um, Groupthink is is another one. They are so isolated within their group that nothing from outside gets in, because again, everybody outside is influenced by by the the devil. So it really is kind of a us against them, and you'll see that over and over mm-hmm. uh, kind of philosophy. Um, so you know, you, this is you're kind of getting into a a, a yep. Pandora's box here. We could talk right. about it, but the in in essence is, I was a Christian for a long time. Um, went to Catholic school. Went to Presbyterian for a while. Never during that any of that time did I feel threatened, or did I feel like someone was trying to coerce me into mm-hmm. believing? It was it was just like you. If you want to talk to me about it, I'm here. If not, it's okay too. Uh, it's it's very very. It's the antithesis with the Church of God. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's interesting that how you describe it as they use religion as a tool rather than actually. Yes, I think it actually, you know, that's something that I've I've kind of perceived, and I think that puts good words to something I've thought about what they do with the Bible, the way I look. And, and I'll read their studies, I'll read their doctrines, and it's it's it makes me cringe because of how terribly, how dishonestly, how irresponsibly they use, uh, they interpret the Bible, and and what it tells me is exactly what you just said that they aren't, they're not people who are in any sense of uh, humility and reverence for what Jesus taught or what the scriptures teach, trying to submit themselves to that and to whatever it says, but rather they are coming into the Bible with somewhat of a preconceived uh, goal and idea of what they want the Bible to be used for. They have, they have their agenda. And so they are using the Bible and, and, and rather, again, rather than submitting and trying to actually figure out what does this say? What did Jesus teach? They go into the Bible and they take what they want and they mold it, shift it, form it to, to produce a certain teaching that aligns with their agenda for their members. And, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, I know we've talked before about how all of this experience has really harmed your, your faith in many ways. Well, in great ways, I think it's harmed your faith in God, which I can 100% understand why that would be the case. Um, But, you know, to be honest, I've, I've had multiple times over the years as I've dealt with this group where my faith has actually been greatly encouraged by dealing with this group. And the reason I say that is because right. I have seen so vivid, vividly the difference between a group that is using the Bible as a tool and, and, and those that are actually submitting to the actual teachings of Jesus. Um, this group right. puts on display what it looks like to not actually care about 
or honor or regard the teachings of this man, Jesus. But I've, I, see, I see a whole nother side of that. And I'm not claiming that's me, but I, I've seen that in, in my own personal uh, relationships with other people who I see are not perfect, are flawed, are weak, make mistakes, but at their core, they want to follow what Jesus taught. And the, the, the fruit, if you want to call it that, or the, the, the character that that produces in those type of people is so in such stark contrast to what I see coming out of these guys that it's almost been to me, it's been this encouragement of like, oh man, wait a minute. This, the fact that this group has it wrong, that doesn't prove that the whole thing's wrong. That just has proven to me that there's actually a right way to, to follow Jesus that actually produces good things, but there's a deceptive way to handle his teachings that produces just destruction and devastation yeah. in, in people. And so um, that's just been, that's been interesting for me to kind of perceive and, and I think the way you said that just puts good good words uh, to kind of what I've perceived that they they aren't I don't think ultimately submitting themselves to Christianity and trying to actually understand ultimately I think what Jesus taught they want to use Jesus yeah. as their tool and his words to yes. to accomplish their agenda. I, I'm not claiming to know what that is exactly. I, my opinion is that it involves money. Um, in large part, my guess is in large part it involves the money and the power that the high ups uh, in this group attain through this. Uh, yep. You see that through the coercion yep. for members to tithe, the threatenings that go behind their doctrines about tithing that involves ultimately hell if you do not tithe. Uh, and, and they might argue against that. But ultimately, if, if you have a member who's not tithing, th there's so much uh, they're, they're looked down upon so much they're. Um, ultimately, you know, if, if, if we've heard so many stories about, you know, if members lose their jobs, well, they're just told not to come back to the church because they don't, they don't care right. about these people. That's the harsh, sad, again, reality that makes me so angry is they don't care about your daughter. Uh, uh, I, and I'm not saying that's a blanket statement for every individual, but I think as a whole, this group. I don't believe that pastor ultimately cares about your daughter's well-being. This organization cares about how they can manipulate and use your daughter and other people to serve their agenda. And that that is something Very that true. that's that's what Jesus those are the kind of people that's the sort of structured uh, uh organizations uh, that Jesus disliked the most and that he had the worst most harshest right. most most intense rebukes for. And so I think if Jesus was here, he would be completely standing with you in your anger and your, your I think, sympathy toward what these people right. are and what they're doing to your family. I, and I, I, I totally agree. One of the, one of the uh, points that someone made to me during this process was, you know, Kevin, if, if you were, uh, David, if you uh, step back from religion completely and you read the Bible, you, you were you were an adherent of no denomination, and you read the Bible. What do you think the chances are that you would come away from your reading of the Bible and believe that there's a mother God and that she's a Korean lady that's actually alive living in South Korea? And that's that is that that speaks to the um, 
the, the cognitive dissonance and the black yes. and white thinking. And it's, it's so powerful that, that, uh, that they can actually, you know, believe this and right. everything they do is you're, you're so right is geared. They will lie, cheat, do whatever they need to do because they truly believe that they are saving your soul. And, and when you talk about, you know, the members believing that they believe it a hundred percent, good people. When you start to think about the higher ups, yeah, I think we're right. speculating, but it's someone has to know yes. that this is a, you know, yes. a, a they, deception yeah. and a bunch of BS. I feel little doubt that the woman Zongil jaw, she, she, she knows she knows what she's doing. She she knows yeah. she does not have omnipotence. She is not hearing. I mean, their doctrine teaches that you know members pray to her, and and she 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 feels their pain. She knows their needs, and, and it's like she knows she's not hearing these people these people's prayers. When members go to South Korea to visit her, they make them wear name tags, so she even knows what who they are. She has to ask them what they do <laughs> yeah. for a job. This 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 yeah right. It's it's again. I, I do make that distinction that you just made between the members. So I feel like there is there is a lot of ignorance within what they're doing. They believe that what they're doing is right, yeah. and and in the way they evangelize, they believe they're doing what's best. In in some cases, for us, I um, I don't think that lets them completely off the hook. But I think the higher ups, Juchul Kim, Zongil Jaw, I. I Again, it's my opinion. I know this is speculation, like you said, but I, I feel yep, like they good. know what they're doing, good. and those are the ones who, man, I, I hope justice is brought to them, whatever that looks like. Um, I hope, you know, I, I hope they're led to repentance ultimately, and they they acknowledge what they're doing is wrong. I, I uh, that's possible. I think it's less likely, but ultimately, I hope, I hope there's a stop, uh, yep, put to Me what too. they're doing. Yeah. So me too. So this has been, I imagine, a um, very difficult experience and continues to be for your family. So how how are you guys holding up, um, especially with holidays coming up? I feel like this would probably be maybe even a little bit of a more difficult time to to kind of be sure. living with this reality. Sure. So that's a good question, and I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, um, we don't want sympathy. Um, uh, you know, our life goes on, but the truth is every person in our family, uh, lives every day with, with silent grief. And, and my story is one of hundreds, if not thousands. Um, you, you can't, explain you can't talk to your loved one about the way you feel because it will fall on deaf ears um likely because you know they they teach them that that we're influenced by satan um when we try to uh she gets very angry um she laughs at us she will call us crazy and belittle us and 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 blame every single thing that has happened on us. Um, so it, it, that's what I mean about this surreal kind of bizarre relationship. 
your, your own daughter, you feel like you just don't even know anymore. Um, she has no, lives on a menial job. Um, one of the top students, like I said, academic scholarship has no interest in, in continuing her college education uh, anymore. Um, she has only very superficial relationships with, with our family or any of her friends, which she really, she may talk to her friends once a, a year. Um, you know, except for her job, it's her life is completely taken in, taken up by the the uh, church. Um, she she will not go to any funeral or any wedding if it has anything to do with stepping into another church. Yeah. So she'll go to a reception. She'll go, you know. But if you have to step into another, there's that lovely tolerance they have again. Right. She won't. Right. She won't do it. Um, uh, we do when she comes over, like I mentioned, she, we, we do see that cognitive dissonance. So the last time she came over, we talked about, um, Noah's Ark, I think, or something like that, where, where, you know, she said it's apps or, or evolution. Um, and she'll say something like, well, there's a fish on top. We found fish bones on top of a mountain. So that proves Noah's Ark. And I'm like, well, okay, that's interesting. Have you looked at any other possibilities like the movement of tectonic plates and the fact that what yesterday was 30 feet underwater today is the top of Mount Everest. And that just, that you, you see her stop and, and, and start to think a little bit, but then immediately she'll fluff it off and, and block it out and, and change the subject. Um, and then the next day she'll call back and, and be irate and just say, you have no idea what you're talking about, so on and so forth. You know, just leave me alone. Have a nice day. So it's a, it's a, it's not a good relationship. It's, um, it, it's sad, but I, I will say this too. My story is actually a light story. The people that I have become friends with that have been in the same situations have, have uh, kids and, and grandkids that, that are being leveraged and used as, as blackmail tools uh, in this way. Um, and it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's horrible. So it's, it's tough, but um, what we, what we do, and if you don't mind, this is kind of all rolling into mm -hmm. what I've learned, the mistakes we've made and kind of the best advice um, and my best advice to you is if you, as a parent, realize that your loved one is, is going to this church, get them act as fast as possible. We failed. The other people that, that we talked to failed that they, they look at it like you and I have spoken about as just another religion. And if they get a month or two in there, um, it's much more likely that it, it, they'll, they'll never get out. I, I have talked to a people that have literally not quite kidnapped their kids, but said, you know, come, let's get lunch and, and driven them to another state. 
um, one person got his son out and his son came to him three months later and said, dad, this is heartbreaking. Dad, I want you to know something. When you got me out and got me some counseling, um, I told you that, that I didn't believe anymore, but really I did. All that happened was I came to the conclusion that I would rather live with you for all eternity in hell rather than <clears throat> rather than live in heaven without you. Hmm. That's how strong the, the pull, the fear mm-hmm. uh, uh, can can be used in this thought thought reform. And mm-hmm. so that's the first advice. Get them out as quickly as possible by any means necessary. The the second thing is don't get angry. Hmm. You know, you said it today when you read my story, my blood boils. Well, yeah. everybody's blood boils and, and right. you have a tendency to, to get angry and say, what do you, how can you believe this sort of yeah. craziness? When you do that, they, they are waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And they look at members and go, see, they're angry now at Satan coming out of them. You know, they're, yeah. they're, yeah. it is just all in the prophecy. Um, and, and so keeping a, a loving, non-judgmental yeah. line of communication open is, is absolutely critical. It may be the hardest, hardest part yes. um, uh, for a lot of people. So the, and the only other thing is, and this works for a while, is try to try to arouse that cognitive dissonance in them. They, especially early on, they are struggling. They they know they're 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 back of their mind. They're like, this doesn't make sense. But everything else, the love bombing, the the fear. Um, the, you know, the, the, the carrot of heaven and the, the fear of hell, um, are, are pulling on them so strongly. Um, and at least early on, this happened with, with me and it's happened with others. You catch them really thinking and that may kind of wake them up. But as time goes on, you get to the point where you're, you're the guy that was in your last video was he's. He is completely and utterly, uh, he's done. That cognitive dissonance, he's just kind of swept it under a a rug. Um, And the the last thing is get involved and as painful as as it is, stay involved. I would not be here without people like you without people in on the examining the world mission society church of god website um uh various um on song hong there's, there's one i think you mentioned the blog it's a spot blog yes spot. very good very yes it, yes wonderful uh rick ross steve hassan um all these kind of people um uh you know there are tons of people out there that that have been affected by this church um, and, and I haven't spoken about the ex-members. Most of the ex-members are, are they're done. They just want to live their lives. Mm-hmm. They don't want to waste any more time. In fact, 
one of the big X members that I talked to, I asked him, what is the worst thing about this group? And he looked at me and he said, David, I wasted 15 years of my life, thrown it away. And now I'm starting over. 15 years, he's 45 years old, just getting married, just got a, you know, his, his degree, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, just started a family at 45. Um, when he should have been doing that at 30. So, so I understand that, that people want to just give up and live their lives. But if you can get involved, stay involved, push back in any way, shape or form you can. That's all I feel excellent advice. And I, I, that's coming from, from a lot of experience and also um, heartache. And yeah, so again, I kind of like we said at the beginning, I know at the end of the day, you know, it, it's hard because we have to go away from this video and have to even end that bit of encouragement, knowing that, you know, a lot of people like you still have the reality is your family's still in this group and um, there's limited things you can do. But but I, I hope that right. I hope, again, just by hearing your story, by hearing some of that encouragement that that people have some at least some direction for the next step. And then, you know, you might not see the full path that just take the next step. Um, I do believe there is hope. I do believe there's a lot of wisdom and things like you said. And, and uh, I, I mentioned and I made a kind of I think it was the first video I made directed toward people with family and friends is just a short eight minute video or so. But one of the things I mentioned was um, as an encouragement or advice was something similar to you said. Um, I just I thought of, there's a verse in the book of James where he says, be slow to speak and quick to hear. And I think that goes a long way with these members. I think you have to know when is the right time to say something and when it's not with, with whether it's your family or friend who's in this group, because you might think you can, you can argue them out of this group. Um, but you have to be careful with that because I think sometimes if you don't do it at the right time, if you don't do it in the right way, uh, if you aren't really as prepared to say what needs to be said, I, I think really can almost tend to drive them deeper into it. And so I don't, I don't say that to want to like scare people away from, from dialoguing with them. And from, like you said, trying to encourage the cognitive dissonance, um, and, and trying to cause the seeds of doubt. I, I'm just saying there's a time and place for that. And my prayer would be that God would give people that wisdom. No, when do I say something? When do I wait? When do I, when do I just love them, be patient, show that I'm still there for them, even if they don't necessarily embrace or accept me for who I am, I embrace and accept and love you for who you are. And then when the time is right, you say something. When you have the opportunity, say something. I think continue to continue to do your research. I think the more you know about this group, uh, the, the longer you study it and you understand kind of the ins and outs, you understand what is making them think the way that they think, it's going to be much easier, I think, to know what to say and when to say it. Um, Jordan, you that is a very, very good point. And that's one of the first rules in dealing with cognitive dissonance. You, the, the advice is when you say something that is, is 
is really solid and you can see the person stop and think stop hmm. don't don't you know don't dump a, a mountain on them just yeah. stop plant that one seed and stop because if you do keep on going um that's when uh cognitive dissonance block out starts hmm. and they you're you're absolutely right they shut down um uh, they're trained to do that. It's very effective. So you, everything you said was right on. Very yeah. impressive. And and also, you know, that's something that I I'm not just saying to other people. That's something I have to continue to learn as well. And and I have to strive to stay within that, especially when we have these moments where we have members in a live conversation coming on and talking with me. Um, it's easy for me to even slip into that place of just wanting to pile on as many arguments just immediately show them, okay, you're wrong here. You're wrong here. This is wrong. This is dumb. This is stupid. You know, that, that that's kind of the, right. the knee jerk response when I'm in a conversation that I think we automatically, we just want to, we want to get them out of it as quickly as quickly as we can. Right. But the reality is that rarely works. And what I think works better than anything probably is going to be very patiently walking this thing out and, and embracing the fact right. that this is probably going to take some time it's probably going to be a frustrating process, but I think what ultimately will pay off more than anything is a, whether it's in a single conversation or a long-term relationship that you are patiently giving them some, some space, letting them say what they want to say, and then responding with the right things at the right time. And, and so, so all that to say, I, I have to, I'm giving that advice to myself as well as to, to yep. anyone else. So. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Good points. <laughs> Well, David, um, I have one final question, and I, I hope this is okay to ask. This isn't one that I sent you, um, and so feel free to answer or not. But the last question I had is, is do you have anything, if you could say to your daughter, if, if you could say one thing, if you could communicate one thing clearly, what would that be? And, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. But <laughs> No. Nah. Well, it's... it's uh deceptively simple. And, and that's that um, I, my, my wife, or other children will always love you unconditionally. Um, you just need to kind of resonate that we will always love you unconditionally for the rest of our lives. Um, and, and the, the fact is this is just a fact the people in the world mission society church of god will not if if she decided to leave or any member decided to leave that love stops um mm -hmm. and and you are you know again influenced by satan so that yes. is simply it's it that, that's it i i i love you um wish you the best and it, i'll always be there for you that's great. Well, I don't think I need to add anything to that. So <laughs> David, thank you yep. so much. Thank you. I know there, there's sort of a, a risk involved in you being willing to come on even with, uh, you know, uh, using a, a, a false name. I know there's still that. And I think it's, it's good that you're willing to do that. I think it's, you know, you're in many ways with this conversation, you're kind of making a statement to the, the WMSCOG that, that they're, their desire to have you kind of lay down and give up is not going to work. And um, I think that this conversation will be helpful 
for a lot of people and a lot of different situations uh, surrounding this group. So just thank you so much for coming good, on and good. sharing. Well, you're very, you're very welcome. Thank you for being so open-minded and being so, so thoughtful. And, and I, you, yes, there is a risk, but for me now uh, becoming so friendly and uh, with other ex-members and, and parents that are, there's so many beautiful um decent people out there that that want to fight and and that's for me that is worth the risk and it's also worth the risk if if as they say if one person sees a video like this mm. and says wow i gotta i gotta do something then it's 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 worth that risk so so thank you for having me on you have been listening to the great light podcast to find more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to support this program and partner with the Ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so through our website. There you can also find both video and audio versions of this podcast. 